Welcome to the Skyline SIB podcast. We're so grateful that you're taking time to tune in from your busy schedule. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you wherever you are listening from. Now, here is an inspiring message by our guest speaker, Pastor Isaac Ling. Good morning, Skyline! Guys, it's, uh, it's such a blessing to be in the house of God. It's such a blessing to be in Skyline. Uh, I am truly excited. I am... I'm 100% excited and I'm 50% nervous and I'm 50% uh, uh, ready for the Word of God as well. Uh, so that makes, uh, uh, that makes me on fire, passionate for the Word of God this morning. Uh, yeah, thank you so much, creative team. You guys are amazing. You guys are amazing. I really want to thank Pastor Philip and uh, Pastor Nancy for inviting me and uh, for welcoming me and the team for being so hospitable. Um, it is very true. It is our first time out of KL. Uh, uh, it's the first time uh, uh, out of KL ever since the pandemic, right? And even before, because my wife, uh, that's Kim Lian there. Uh, that's my wife. Could you stand? Um, she's here. She's here. I'll tell you about my family very soon, but thank you so much for, for, for everything. We thank you so much for the hospitality. Uh, we are so grateful. Um, on behalf of SIBKL, on behalf of Pastor Chu and Pastor Lee Chu, uh, they send their regards, they send their warmest, uh, their warmest love and blessing uh, to SIB uh, Skyline uh, this morning. Um, I want to show you my family. Um, uh, do I have the slides? There we go. That's my family. Uh, so that's, uh, we've, we're a family of four. Uh, that's myself, uh, my wife, Kim. You have seen her. That's our eldest, Jedediah. My wife's holding him. And that's our youngest, Macarius uh, uh, Ling. Macarius was actually born um, in MCO1 on May last year. So this is the first time Macarius is actually away from the parents. He has been locked up under house arrest for the last, what, 18 months. So we are slightly nervous. Why? Because we have never left him in our life and, and our elders as well. Uh, so, uh, but we, we, by faith, we believe it's going to be okay. Uh, um, um, by faith, there you go. Uh, that's our, our, our two kids. Um, so if you are a young parent in this place, you would know that you've only got 15 seconds to take this picture. You've got 15 seconds for them to smile and say, could you hold your younger brother? Uh, uh, give me 15 seconds, please. We take one picture and then they'll start uh, uh, crying and get off of me, get off of me. Can I play my toys now? Uh, so that's our eldest, Jedediah. Jedediah is actually a biblical name, but pop quiz uh, for those online, right? Uh, uh, do you know where Jedediah comes from in, in the Bible? There's only one place in the Bible that, that mentions Jedediah. I'm not going to give the answer. So online, uh, uh, not in the house, uh, online, you can uh, uh, put Put it in the chat group, is that okay? But Macarius um, is also from the Bible. You actually studied it uh, uh, earlier this year. Um, you studied it when you studied the Sermon of the Mount series, right? And now, and then you're on the Strength Builder series, is that correct? Um, so you would know Macarius uh, uh, from the Sermon of the Mount series, right? So Macarius is in Greek, is actually Macharios. Macharios means blessed. And that's where you get the Sermon of the Mount. So blessed are those who are meek, blessed are those who are poor, blessed are those who are pure, blessed are those who are the peacemakers, blessed, blessed, blessed. And that's Macharios, right? So, but, in, 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 but, but uh, uh, we don't call him Macharios, even though I call him Mahari, uh, uh, just because I want to be cool like that, you know, but uh, he's actually Mac. So Mac and Jed, uh, uh, they also send you their warm, uh, uh, they release their parents uh, to be in KK this morning. So we all say, uh, um, good morning. 
you know, I'm excited to, uh, uh, I have something to share to Skyline. I just told Pastor Philip that I, I, I have not brought this to SIBKL yet. But I'm going to bring it to Skyline first. Is that okay? Uh, uh, so I'm excited uh, about the Word of God. But before I start, I, I, I invite you to join me in prayer. To calm my nerves and also to invite the Word of God. Thank you, Jesus. Father God, we invite you here this morning. Father God, I'm merely a mouthpiece that you use. It is not my words that convict, but yours. It is not my words that have power, but yours. So here in your sanctuary and online, Father God, we invite your presence into our hearts. Convict us in the Word of God this morning and change us forevermore into the image of God. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You know, this morning I have the Word of God. My title of my sermon is, When God Speaks, Is It Real? When God Speaks, Is It Real? Or is it not real? You know, don't show, no show of hands and no show of hands online. But I want to ask a question uh, that, uh, that only you would have the answer to. The question is this. When was the last time you heard God speak to you? When was the last time you heard God speak? And it doesn't matter whether it's an audible voice or whether it's a sign and miracles or whether it's just a still small voice in your heart. But the question remains, when was the last time you heard God speak to you? So before I I move and read the Word of God, I want to say this morning, I hope. uh, If the answer is yesterday, hallelujah. If the answer is last year, hallelujah. If the answer is five years ago, hallelujah. Irrespective of what your answer is this morning, I'm going to pray and I'm going to believe that God will give you a word in your heart. I'm going to believe that God has a word for you. And because He's a great big God, He has 1,000 words for 1,000 people watching today. And it could be all different because only God knows exactly where you are in your season. Amen. I want to turn to um, Exodus chapter 20. Can come up on, on the screen. And I want to read Exodus chapter 20 for you because um, in 2020, 2021, we all know and the whole world shook because of COVID. Uh, there we go. And, and forgive me, it's Exodus 20, not Exodus 19. Uh, uh, but the whole world shook because of the COVID pandemic. And in Exodus 20, if you're familiar with Exodus 20, Exodus 20 is when we get the Ten Commandments, right? And right after God has spoken the Ten Commandments, sorry, right before God speaks the Ten Commandments, we all know God shook the world uh, uh, through Egypt and the ten, uh, the ten, through the ten plagues, he brought the Israelites out of Egypt and then he shook again. He shook the Israelites when he shook Mount Sinai. And there was lightning, there was thunder, uh, the mountain rumbled and, and, and people don't understand because it's the first time they, they are encountering the God called Yahweh. And then we get Exodus 20, 18 uh, to 21. And I really want to read it for you. Is that all right? When the people saw the thunder and lightning, and now this is on Mount Sinai, and heard the trumpet and saw the mountain in smoke, they trembled with fear. They stayed at a distance. I want us to bear that in mind. They trembled in fear and they stayed in a distance. And they said to Moses, speak to us yourself and we will listen. But do not have God speak to us or we will die. Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. God has come to test you so that the fear of God will be with you to keep you from sinning. The people remained at a distance. Now, this is quite important. The people remained at a distance while Moses approached the thick darkness where God was. There's three things I want to draw from this passage. The first being this. When God shakes... Whatever it is that God shakes, whether it's a mountain, whether it's the world, whether it's your family, whether it's your work, whether it's the church, when God shakes, 
There's three postures that we have. One, do not fear. God reminds us again and again when He shakes the world, when He shakes your life, when He shakes your finances, God is saying to you, do not fear. Why? Because God is testing us. What is God saying? You know, there's so many uh, uh, questions last year and this year. What is God saying to the church through COVID-19? What is God saying to the church because of this pandemic and the lockdown? And God is saying, God is testing us. God is testing us in what? To fear God. You know, I have, I, uh, it was only, what are we, in? we're in November. It was only three months ago that as I was praying and I was asking God, for word um, for 2021. And God revealed something to me and He spoke to me and I really want to share it with you. So give me permission to share this with you. God said, hey, pre-COVID, pre-pandemic, our lives across the board looks almost like this. There's Christ in the center because we're Christians. Great. And I hope that's uh, um, across the board. There's Christ in the center because we're Christians. And then there's a church here. And then we have got our families here. And then we've got our work here. So when we go to church, we are churchy. When we go to work, we are worky. And when we go to our family, we're family-ly, right, right? So we've got different personas and different characters for every uh, uh, um, areas of our lives. And then God says, hey, what we have done, we as Christians, what we have done is we form a boundary over each big area of your life. We form a, a sort of a invisible, unspoken boundary. When we go to church, we wear our Sunday best. When we go to church, we put on the best smile. We can, we can argue with our family all the way to the car park, and then we can argue all the way to the front door, and then the usher greets us, hi. <laughs> we put on our best smile for the church, right? And, uh, and then when, we, and, and we, when we're at home, we're a different Christian when we're at home, right? And, and sometimes through our children, right? Our children, uh, uh, they're the most innocent, and they speak the most honest truth to us parents, right? They'll say, uh, uh, I can tell that you're different in church, and I can tell that you're different at home. We can bluff the world, we can trick the world, but we cannot trick our own families. Is that correct? And, and then we, we are a different person at work. So when we go to work uh, uh, on Sunday, we may say, okay, yes, hallelujah, no gossiping, no bad-mouthing, uh, no stepping on others, pray for others, bless others, encourage others, edify others, and then when we go to work, it's a different story. We forget, right? We forget everything that we have proclaimed on a Sunday, and we say, hey, you know, when we go to work, we're a different Christian. And God, is, God said to me, and I want, to, I want to bring this to you. God said, hey, look, pre-COVID, pre-lockdown, there was all these differences and different aspects of your life. But what is God doing because of the lockdown? God is doing this. God is saying, I'm breaking down the divide between your families and your work and the church. And I'm bringing everything into your home. I'm bringing all these areas into your home. And I want you to realize for yourselves who you are in church should be the same as who you are in your family. What is God saying to us? Who we are in our families should be the same as who we are in the workplace. And there is only one barrier that we need to draw is that we versus the influences and the temptations of the world. That's the only barrier we must draw, the attacks from the enemy, the temptations from the world, but everything else, we need to be the same. Work from home, church from home, family at home. God is saying, I have put everything. I mean, KL, I, I'm not too sure how you live here in, in KK, but in KL, for me and my wife, I have brought all these three into 1,000 square feet. 
and I'm going to put you there for two years. And I'm going to tell you in that two years, who you, watch who you are in church and watch who you are at home. And, and it was in July where I didn't realize that I was also a different person. And mind you, I'm a pastor. So I'm speaking to myself as, as much as I'm speaking to you, right? So this does not just apply for you. This also applies for me. God is saying, Isaac, watch yourself. When you go to church, you wear your Sunday best. When you go to church, you worship God with both hands up high. And I, I commend you for that. It's authentic. You're not putting on a show. But what happens at home? Do you also worship me in front of your wife and in front of your children with both hands high? Even though you're, yes, you're, you're, you know, you're, you're one years old and you're three years old running circles around you, they're screaming and everything. But are you willing to show them that you as a father of two and a husband of one are willing to worship God where nobody else sees you, where there is no 1,000 people in the church to see you, are you willing to worship God? And God is testing my heart as He's testing yours. Do you have the reverential fear of God in church, at home, and in your work. There is no sacred secular divide in the church. God is saying, I don't want you to be three-faced Christians. Church, work, home. I only want you to be one. And I'm trying to tell you, and I don't know what's going to happen in 2022, but I want you to take the word and I want you to ask yourself, just ask yourself, where is the reverential fear of God in your life? How much do we fear God in our lives? That when we come before Him in worship, whether it's through a screen or whether it's in the sanctuary, it should not make a difference to us because at the end of the day, God lives within us. Amen? God lives within our hearts. And God is saying, when you come before me in worship and I called you to be a living sacrifice, when you sacrifice your life before me, who are you sacrificing your life to? Am I not a holy God? Am I not a powerful God? Am I not bigger than COVID-19? Am I not bigger than your problems? Am I not bigger than your languishing? Am I not bigger than your isolation at home? Am I not where you are right now? And God stands before you today and says, Do you fear me? Do you fear me? When we're about in our workplace, when we're about, for example, only an example, to let's say, push somebody down so that we can be elevated in the workplace. When we're on that verge and the temptation to do so, God arrests you and says, do you fear me? Who promotes you, man or God? Honor me and I will honor you. When you're in your families and your children are running around, I've got a one, uh, one and a half and a three, or when they're screaming at each other and they don't want to share their toys and they're crying and they're, they're, they're screaming and I can't take it anymore, God says, will you watch yourself? Because at the end of the day, I called you to discipline them, to be a father to them, but I also called you to love them. I also called you to, hey, you know, you need to help them. They don't, they don't know how to manage their emotions. They're just one years old. So you need to come in not to scold, but to love and to show them fatherly love like I have shown you, Isaac. Every time you kick and scream, 
Do I come into your life and rebuke you and scold you and discipline you or do I come into your life and I'm patient with you for five years because of that one area of your life that you refuse to change? And I, oh man. And, God, and I said, God, I, I come before you in absolute repentance. I come before you in absolute conviction that I need you in my life. I need to hear that voice of God. I need to know that when I'm in the presence of God, yeah. I fear Him. And you know, um, I told this SIBKL, what is the difference between watching Skyline online or some other church online? You could be SIBKL, for example, or any other church online. What is the difference between watching Skyline online or coming to the sanctuary? What is the difference? The only difference that is your heart when we watch it online, do you think the presence of God is any less? How can it be? He's with you to the end of the age. He, is, is the presence of God, is, is the worship any less? How can it be? Because when we worship, we, have, we know it's not about the music, it's not about the, how great the singers are, it's about how on rhythm the music are. It's not. The only difference is whether we carry that posture of fear before God and that presence before God and says, God, I know I'm worshiping you through my handphone. The speakers might not be the best. I need a new phone, God, but I'm going to worship you and I'm going to pray that one day you'll give me a new phone with a better speaker, right? I'm going to declare that, right? And the only difference is our posture as we approach God and says, God, I'm going to approach you. I'm going to leave the world behind because I've decided to follow Jesus. The cross before me, the world behind me. And it doesn't matter whether I'm here or whether I'm at home. It doesn't matter. Um, do you know, I want to tell you a story. Earlier this year, um, talking about the presence and talking about hearing the voice of God, earlier this year, my wife and I, we've, we've had an encounter with uh, a very scary encounter. So I sent my son to daycare just before the Delta and the MCO3 lockdown, right? So we sent our son to daycare. And then uh, uh, we got a text one day to say that, hey, you know, somebody in the school um, has got a high fever, it's going for a COVID test. And at that time, there's no RTK, right? There's only you know, PCR test. So it's about a 250 ringgit. You've got to do the nasal swab. You've got to wait 24 hours for the test results and everything, right? Um, so, so we're like, oh, oh no. Uh, um, will it affect our son? Now, at, at that time, our son was just slightly above two years old. Um, and we're like, oh, God, if, if we must have COVID, can it not be me? Spare my son. How many of you are fathers and you would pray that prayer? God, spare my son. Let him be all right. Spare my wife. Spare my sons. Give it to me. I'll take it. I'll take it for my family, right? Uh, uh, so I prayed that prayer. I said, oh God, no, no, no. Just, just spare my family. Give it to me, God. So um, 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 as you know, if you know both of us, we were like, okay, we're planners. So we're like, okay, we're contingency plan. What's the data? All right, so who's the statistic? We start messaging all the parents because we're, you know, some of them are our good friends. We start messaging them. How are your kids? How is your daughter? Um, how's your son? And we find out that, hey, you know, Oh, this person has fever too. Uh, this person has a fever too. This person has a fever. This person has a fever, flu, and cough. And I'm like, oh no, this does not look good. They're going for a PCR test. They're going for a PCR test, and we're we're stuck in the decision. Going, okay, what do we do? Do we test our son? And we, Jed, Jed, do you have a flu? Do you have a cough? And he looks at me, go, what, what are you talking? I'm two. <laughs> I just want to play my toys. Leave me alone, dad. Please, goodness, for goodness sake, leave your anxiety at the door. I want to play my toys. Um, uh, so God, test every 10 minutes, we're testing for a fever. We're testing for a fever. You know, we're panicking. Um, um, and, then we, and then we heard the news. Positive test in the school. 
And then we heard the news, positive test with my friends, our good friends, uh, our kid. Positive test, positive test, positive test, positive test, quarantine center. And at that time, all right, a quarantine center in KL was a little bit, a little bit chaotic. So it's not like you have your own room in a hotel. No, it's just one big place, right? Whether the parent, whether positive or negative, you got to go into that place, right? And from, now we've got a newborn. We've got nine months old. She can't go with him. I've got to go with him, right? And then she's got to stay at home to breastfeed. Then we're like, okay, but if our son is positive, does it mean that he's also positive to us? Are we positive? Do we all need to do a test now? What about my nine-year-old? My nine-year-old is going to get COVID? So where's like oh, oh, permutations galore? Um, and then, we, and then the numbers came in. There's 15 students in the class. 13 out of 15 are positive. And then we said, okay, um, we're faith people, but we're prudent faith. We go with data as well. Uh, science tells us we need to go for a test, all right? We need to know for sure. So we went for a test. Now, 24 hours before the test results come in, you can imagine, Every scenario we've planned out, right? We've packed our bags. If you go, we use this bag. If I go, we use this bag. Isaac, if you stayed at home, this is the breast milk for the kid. You've got to defrost the breast milk. I'm like, okay, how do I defrost the breast milk? How do I put it in? I'm like, okay, crash course for 24 hours of how to be a, how to be a father to a newborn. You know, if he poops in this diaper, this one, if he breathes in this diaper, if he, I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Thank you, thank you. Uh, 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 and everything. Um, and then the night before, six hours before I know the test results are going to come in, Something told me, Isaac, you've planned everything. Good at it, yeah. I gave you that skill in your life to plan and to permutate everything. But have you asked me, have you come to me and asked me, I remember eight o'clock at night, you're right, God, where is that fear of God in my life? Where is that presence and assurance of God in my life? Do I not believe that He's a God of miracles? Do I not believe that he's the God of the impossible? I sing about it, I preach about it, but now I gotta live it. Living it is a whole different ball game than preaching it. Anybody can preach it, but can you live it? I went to my room, I said, God, I, I'm sorry. In the last 36 hours, I have not asked you once, but here I am, I heard you, I'm asking you. I gotta be alone in myself. I gotta be settled in my spirit. So I asked God, God, what do I do? What are you telling me in this crisis, you know, small little crisis in our family? What are you telling me? What is it that you're telling me? And I remember very clearly God said two things. He said, one, I want you to know that next time you face a crisis, the first person you turn to is me. Not to your plans, not to your intelligence, not to your WhatsApp and, ch and chat group, not to research what are the protocols for quarantine. I don't want you to go to all that. I want you to come to me. I am the God of everything. You profess it, now live it. I said, all right, God, I repent. What's the second? And he says, I want to assure you that your son is negative. I said, how can it be? Science says, the data suggests, how can it be? He played with his good friend on the day and she's positive. He can't be, God. Do you trust me or do you not? Do you trust me with everything that you have? Because if you cannot even trust me for a COVID negative test, how can I, you trust me for a bigger thing in your life? How can you trust me for uh, more things in your life? If you cannot conquer a hill, how can you conquer a mountain? 
I said, all right, God, I'm going to trust you. And I left the room in, in, in the personal altar, personal time with God, and I said, God, I'm going to trust you. And I was okay. And I told my wife, I think it's going to be okay. I think it's going to be okay. I woke up before my son woke, wakes up. Days we wake up at 7, 6.37. I woke up at 6 o'clock. Um, me being me, I called the hospital. Can you give me the test results now? <laughs> I can't wait for 9 o'clock. Give it to me now. And they're like, who in the world is this guy? Like, you know, um, he's a pastor? Okay. Uh, S-I-B-K-L? Okay. <laughs> right? So I called. Um, um, uh, a guy picked up and I says, do you have the test results for this, uh, for my son? Is it uh, 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 Jedidia? I said, yes, Jedidia. And he says, oh, we have. I said, oh, wow. I says, okay, before you tell me, I told this in Malay, in my breaky broken Malay, I said, before you tell me, give me a moment to breathe in, breathe out. All right, breathe in, breathe out. Uh, do I trust God? Do I not trust God? If it's positive, oh no, my faith is going to crumble, right, God? But it's negative, then I'm like, oh no, no, I did not trust God enough. Either answer, I'm not doing well, right? Um, and then he says, oh, it's negative. <laughs> In my moment, yes, thank you. Praise God. My first question, are you sure? <laughs> are you sure? He says, I'm very sure, it's negative. Come and collect the test. Congratulations, you know, it's negative. Come and collect the test. I said, what do we need to do now? Just home quarantine and everything? I can do that. I can home quarantine. No problem, no problem. Uh, I, I can do that. I tell my wife, ran upstairs, tell my wife, uh, it's negative, it's negative. She's like, are you sure? <laughs> I'm like, I'm sure. She's like, I want to talk to the guy. I said, okay, fine. We'll call him again. We'll call him again. We called him, put him on the phone. And he's like, you, you again? <laughs> I was like, are you sure? You must tell my wife. Tell my wife. We're negative. And then at that moment, we both stopped. Well, at least I stopped and says, God, I'm going to remember this for the rest of my life. I'm going to trust you. But I want to thank you for one thing, that you are speaking to me, that I can hear the voice of God, that I can hear the assurance of God. Because in Exodus 20, when the world shakes, how did the Israelites respond? They remained at a distance. And they said, Pastor, a.k.a. Moses, you go speak to God. And I want to bring this word. God is speaking to every person. You don't need a pastor to get a word of God and then tell you. You have access to Jesus Christ himself. Jesus Christ is waiting at your door. He says, I want to come in and I want to speak to you. How do I know? How do I know? Let's turn with me to John chapter 21. Just very quickly, turn with me to John chapter 21, and it's going to come up on screen. And it's this. Now, the world shook one more time. Many, many, many thousands years later after Mount Sinai, the world shook one more time. The world shook because Jesus was crucified on the cross. And all the followers of Jesus were scattered. All the followers of Jesus started asking, is this Jesus really the Messiah? Is, this, is he really who he says he is? And here is John chapter 21. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skim through it and I'm going to tell you the gist. The gist is this. The disciples, what did they do? In their moment of panic, they did exactly the same as the Israelites. They started going back in their own houses, going back and do their own work, right? We, we, can, we can read, all right, Peter started fishing, John started writing, and everybody said, okay, you know what? Maybe Jesus is not who he say he is. I need, a, I, need, I, need, I need money, I need a salary, so let's go back and do what we know is best. They withdrew in a distance and says, okay, all right, maybe this is just a season. And then Jesus rose, and here's the, one of the first things he said to them. 
Is it here? The first word he said to all of them fishing, he said, friends. Friends. What does friends mean? Friends just assures us that he is with us. You see, in the Old Testament, when you want to approach a holy God, when you want to approach a powerful God, the God of all gods in the Old Testament, you've got to go through a ritual. You've got to cleanse yourself, consecrate yourself, purify yourself, and then approach God as the Holy of Holies, the priest. You've got to approach God. And then when Jesus died on the cross, Jesus now said, you know what? It's a new covenant. You don't need to go through all the rituals because I did not come to abolish the law. I came to fulfill it for you. I came to fulfill the rituals for you. I came to fulfill the consecration and the purification rites for you so that now you don't need to approach me. Jesus is saying, I'm going to approach you. I'm going to come into your life. And then I'm going to say, friends, you're no longer enemy. You're no longer stranger. You are now friends. God is saying, I am with you. And what, did, what is the first assurance that he gave the disciples? Friends, haven't you any fish? Throw your net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. God is assuring them in the workplace. God is saying, yeah, I know you need a salary. I know you need to eat. I know you need to provide for your family. I do. I'm a God who knows it all. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to assure you that if you draw close to me, I will give you a word for your workplace. I will give you a word for your workplace. You don't need to panic. You don't need to be in anxiety. You just need to be in the presence of God. And I will speak to you. I'm still speaking to you. And I will give you a word for your workplace. And then God says, throw your net on the right side of the boat. And they caught many fish, 153 to be exact. They caught many fish. In those days, it's quite a lot, I believe. And it says, their eyes opened. And the last thing that Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast with me. Come and have breakfast with me. Importantly, the disciples dare not ask, who are you? Because why? They knew it was the Lord. They knew it was the Lord. You don't have to ask. You see, before, when Jesus said, friends, have you had any fish? They don't know it was Jesus. They thought it was a random stranger on the beach saying, friends, do you have, have you had any fish? They thought it was a random stranger. But the moment they entered the presence of Jesus and supped with him and eat with him, they knew it was the Lord. And Jesus is saying to you this morning, Jum, makan? Jum, makan. Apa you nak makan ni? Roti canai, I have it. Fish, I have it. Do you want steak? I have it. You want a salad? I have it. But it's not about the food. It's about the fellowship with Jesus. It's about entering the presence of God and saying, God, I'm coming into your presence. Will you speak to me? I'm coming into your presence. Will you speak to me? I can't go another minute without hearing your voice. I can't go another year panicking over my work, panicking over my family. I can't. I want the peace of God. I want the assurance of God. I want a word of God. And God says, I will speak to you. Come into my presence. Fear me. 
worship me. Know that I am the Lord. I may speak to you in a still small voice. I may speak to you through the thunder and lightning. I may speak to you through the rumblings of the mountains. I may speak to you through the panic of your situation. But I can also speak to you in a still small voice to assure your heart to know that it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Why? Because I am with you. The God who is above COVID is with you. The God who is above all vaccines is with you. The God who is above all your jobs is with you. The God who is in control of your family's future is with you. The God who died on the cross for you, who bled for you, who broke his body for you, is now saying to you, will you not come and invite me in to eat with me, to fellowship with me? I want to close with one more story. Before I come, before I flew, it was just yesterday. I don't know why. There was thunder and rainstorm in kale. I was preparing the message. I said, God, give me a closing. And there was raining. There was rain. It was thunder. And it was loud. And I was with my two sons again. And I was trying to, tell, I was trying to explain to a one-year-old and a three-year-old, uh, Daddy, Mommy is flying to Sabah. We are going to miss you very much. We love you. We're not abandoning you. We'll come back. We're going to come back. You don't worry. They look at me like, again, you're like, what are you, what are you talking about? You know, um, stop disturbing me in my playtime. Can I just play some dinosaurs and animals? Stop, right? I'm like, no, you need to know this. I need to assure you don't understand me, but in your heart, I want you to know. In your heart, I want you to know Daddy loves you. Daddy's coming back. We're not abandoning you, right? You're not rejected. You are loved. You are accepted by your parents, all right? Um, after I did all, I think, I think on hindsight, the assurance was more for me than for my kids. <laughs> I think I was talking to myself. <laughs> Daddy, he's going to be okay. Don't worry. Daddy's going to be okay. You know, I just want to thank you. Thank my family and, and June, her sister, for looking after our kids, uh, for enabling us to be here. And then there was thunder and there was lightning and it flashed and it was a dark sky. And it was, I remember it was four o'clock in the afternoon. It was a dark sky. It was thunder and it hit and it hit and it hit. And when it hit, I saw the look, of, look in the face of my one and a half and my three years old. Because it was so loud, they were shocked. They're not shocked that daddy mommy is leaving to Sabah. They're shocked at the loud, loud noise. Fair enough, all right? They're one, right? They're shocked. And my, my youngest was scared. There was a look of fear in his eyes. And the first thing that he did is he looked for me in our living room. He didn't, we as adults, when we fear something in our life, what is the first thing that we do? We doom scroll social media, right? We start, try to search the news. What is the news telling? What's the government telling me? What are my friends telling me, right? What is the church telling me? What is, what is everybody telling? We, we doom scroll, right? We try to find and we're on social media for like years and years and years, trying to find the answers out there. And then we say, okay, good, you know, all right, lastly, God, do you have anything to say to me, <laughs> right? God is our last resort. But I realized in that moment, in my son's stricken, feared, panicked face, he looked across the room and he was looking for me. And then he ran to me, both of them, they ran to me. And I had my, and I, I just, I instinctively knelt down, opened up my arms, and said, it's all right, it's just thunder. 
Daddy's here. Your father's here. I got you. I got you. I hugged you. And I carried them. And I whispered to them. I don't have to shout. They're right next to me. I whispered to them. It's going to be okay. Your father's here. I, I'll look after you. I'll protect you. And in that instant, God says, that is exactly how I want you to approach me. When you're going through fear in your life, I don't know who you are online, but if you're going through any fears in your life, the first place we look will always be our Father in heaven, should always be our Abba Father. Because of that cross, He's now kneeling down on the floor with His arms open, and He's saying, will you run into my arms? Because I will tell you in a still small voice, that it's going to be okay. Abba Father is here. It's going to be, you're worried about your finances? I know. I know. Abba Father is here. Put your trust in me. You're worried about your family's health? Your loved one's health? I know. I'm Abba Father. I know. Will you trust in me now? Will you come into the Father's arms? Will you let Him whisper in your ear that it's going to be okay? and you would know it in your heart. That's gonna be okay. And in that moment, I cried. I think my sons looked at me, uh, are you okay? <laughs> I cried because I realized that God has me in the palm of His hands. What do I need to fear? My money belongs to Him. My two sons belong to Him. My property belongs to Him. My career belongs to Him. My life belongs to Him. And He has it in the palm of His hands. And He's assuring as I be skyline this morning, it's going to be okay. Only if you come into the hands of God and into the embrace of God. Do you have a question for God this morning? That you need assurance in your heart? Have you feared God in the last one year? Have you been like the Israelites and the disciples? When the earth shook, when there was lockdown across the whole world, you pulled back and you put God at arm's length and you say, okay, God, I'm going to wait to see what happens and then I'm going to choose whether I should trust you or not. And God is saying, no, today is going to be different. And you go into 2022, it's going to be different for you because you're not going to put God at arm's length. You're going to draw Him into your side. He's going to stand right beside you and He's going to take your arm and He's going to walk into 2022 with you. And you are going to be assured in your spirit that it's going to be good. Why? Because He is with you to the end of the age. Amen, church. Amen. So wherever you are today, whether in a physical space or online, I really want to take two, three minutes to create that space for you to come before God in your heart. This is God, I, I have five questions for you. I have one question for you. I have 15 questions for you. I have a thousand questions for you. I want to hear from you, God. I need to hear your voice. I'm coming into the Father's arms. Will you do it again? You have spoken to me before. Will you do it again? I've seen the mountains move. Will you move it again? Because of your great faithfulness for me, I am faithful to you now. 
God, because of your great love for me, I know that you love me now. Because of your great sacrifice for me, I know, Father Lord Jesus, I am safe in your arms. Could we all rise to our feet in this place and stand before an awesome God? And I really love it that this it's a little darker in here. I'm going to give you two, three minutes as the music plays to give you that space to come before God in your heart. You are free to lift your hands in worship. You are free to kneel before God. If you want to prostrate, I believe it's okay. If you want to come before God, prostrating and says, God, I repent. God, I'm sorry. I fear you. I have reverential awe for you. God, I'm coming into the Father's arms today. I need a word of God before I move into 2022. I don't want to finish my year at a distance. I want to finish my year close to you in your embrace, knowing that I can face any mountain in 2022 because you are with me. You are with me, God. I want that assurance. Will you speak to me? Will you speak to me online? When you're watching live, could you make that space into an altar? What does that mean? It just means that wherever you are, dedicate that space to God and says, God, I'm, I'm here before you. I'm not going to be distracted with my phone or the coffee or who's coming at the door. I'm not going to be distracted. God, just the next three minutes is all for you. Will you speak to me? Will you assure me? Will you assure me? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness. Your faithfulness. I'm still in your hands. This is my confidence. You never failed me. Your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness. Your faithfulness. I'm still in your hands. This is my confidence. You never failed me. Sing it again. Your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness. Oh, yes, your God. We are here before you, God. Still in your hands, this is my confidence. You've never failed me. Your promise still stands. We worship you. Great is your faithfulness. Your faithfulness. I'm still in your hands. Is my confidence, you've never failed me yet. 
still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. Why? Because I've seen you move. You move the mountains. And I believe I'll see you do it again. You made a way where there was no way. And I believe I'll see you do it again. I've seen you move. You move the mountains. And I believe I'll see you do it again. You made a way where there was no way. And I believe I'll see you do oh, it Oh, I've seen you move. I've seen you move. Yes, Lord. You move the mountains. And I believe I'll see you do it again. You made a way where there was no way. And I believe I'll see you do it again. Jesus Christ is the God who brought the Egypt, brought the Israelites out of Egypt. Do you not know that God is the God who gave the Israelites a law and He made them a nation? Do you not know that Israel entered Jericho and the land of Canaan? Why? Because of the presence of God. Church, do you not know that Jesus Christ gave everything? He died for you just so that you can come into the presence of God and you can believe in Him and you can get hold of Him and He can assure you that it's going to be okay. Jesus Christ, do you not know that during COVID-19 and in the pandemic when Skyline asked for money for Sky Arena, you hit $1.8 million in one week. He is the same God that delivered the Israelites. He is the same God who is with Skyline and He is the same God who is with you this morning. And this morning, I want you to sing it with all you have. I want you to believe with all you have that you have seen Him move the mountains and He can move for you. Hallelujah. Let's sing the bridge one more time. I see Him move. I see Him move. Come on. You move the mountains and I believe I'll see you do it again. You made a way where there was no way. And I believe I'll see you do it One more time. I see you move. You move the 
if you have an impression on your heart that God left upon you. It could be a word, it could be an emotion, it could be peace, it could be assurance, it could just be a call, it could be a drawing. Wherever you are online or in this space, I invite you to say yes to that voice. Filter out the voice of the world and say yes to the God of gods and the King of kings. Give your life to Jesus Christ. And if you said yes, scan the QR code. We want to be in touch with you. We want to connect with you. All across this room and online, if you felt that you have been distant with God in 2021 and you want to come closer to God by faith, could you just raise your hand and I want to pray for you. All across the room, if you felt you have been distant for whatever reason and you want to come back closer to God, raise your hands and I want to pray for you. Online, will you type in the chat by faith? It's me, pray for me. It's me, pray for me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I see your hand, I see your hand. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father God, in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit, will you just come and impress upon their hearts right now, wherever they are, whether in this sanctuary or, on, or at home, will you impress upon their hearts, Lord Jesus Christ, that you love them, that you want, that you have called them, that they have a purpose and a destiny each and every single one of them. And your plans for them are good. Your plans for them are good, Lord Jesus. And they will prosper where you are. They will prosper where you have called them, Father God. So I pray, Lord Jesus Christ, that they will give themselves to you. They'll give their lives to you in a greater measure, in a greater measure, as you will pour out your greater measure upon their lives, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Father God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. This is the Skyline SIB podcast and stay tuned for the next episode. Visit our website at www.skylinesib.com and say hello. Drop us a prayer request or leave us a question. Want to know what's up and coming with our church? Follow us on Instagram, Facebook and YouTube. It's Skyline SIB. Let's connect. God bless and have a great week.